A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Welcome, friends, to another r slash Entitled Parents video. Could you imagine your own dad trying to get you arrested? It's one of the crazy stories I've got today, but first we've got a story by Coca-Cola. My mom and dad are being investigated for using my social security number and identity to buy things. So my mom's taking me off her insurance. I'm going to be sick and in excruciating pain beginning tonight and for the next week. But even though I was extremely depressed at first after going no contact with both of my parents, I've actually been feeling better until recently. I've started working and I'm supposed to be starting college next month and moving into an apartment with my cousin sometime between next month and August. But when my mom found out that I won't be dropping charges and I'm cooperating with the police, she told us she was taking me off her insurance. This means that I'll have to stop seeing my therapist and I can't see the doctor I plan on seeing about how much pain I am on my period. Every month I'm in so much pain it feels like I'm being burned on the inside. I throw up, I feel nauseous, I'm weak, the pain makes me fall asleep, the pain makes me wake up. It's been this way since I was 12. My mom would tell me that everyone's in pain on their period and that I was being dramatic. My mom wouldn't even allow me to take over-the-counter painkillers at first. She said I needed to depend on God for relief. She would rub my back and pray for me, but she said that if I had faith, then by Jesus' stripes I would be healed. She took me to the doctor one time for my period. The doctor said I had cysts on my ovaries, especially on my right ovary. After that, she allowed me to take painkillers, but she would complain about how much they cost and how expensive the multiple amounts of pads, tissue, feminine wipes, and other products she had to buy were because my period is so heavy. A while ago, when I was still living with my mom, my aunt visited and ended up taking me to the hospital because of how much pain I was in. My mom came and they wanted to give me Percocet, but my mom rejected it. After I came out to my mom, she would say that God was punishing me for being gay when I was on my period, and that was why I was in pain. Sometimes she would raise her eyebrows and smugly say that cramps get better after a woman has had a baby, as a way to encourage me to marry a man and have children. She would say that that was trying to remind me that that was what was intended for women. My aunt took me to see a doctor after I moved in with her, but that doctor said that menstrual pain is normal and medication for it could lead to infertility. When I told her that I would rather not have children than be in excruciating pain every month, she said I was too young to make that decision. My aunt scheduled an appointment with another doctor, but now my mom's taken me off her insurance, so I can't afford to see a doctor. That also means I can't see my therapist anymore. When my mom told us she was taking me off her insurance, my aunt told her that she was literally going to be causing her child pain. My mom said that that's a sign from God and that she's been vindicated by God and started speaking in tongues and we hung up. She also said, honor thy mother and father and thy days shall be long or however the verse goes. I'm sorry if that comes off disrespectfully, but the pain started because my period will probably be on tomorrow and it's awful and I'm in severe pain. But I took her quoting that verse to mean like, if you're saying my days won't be long because I'm not honoring my parents? Are you saying that you're hoping my days will be short because you're taking me off your insurance? She's also refusing to help me with her financial information for college. So I don't know whether or not I can go to college after all. My credit's messed up. 
I started working, but I go through multiple packs of pads every month of my period. I have to get pads, painkillers, and other things. So I'm going to have to walk to and from work for 45 minutes to an hour every day this week so that I can afford to buy what I need for my period. And I'm going to be sick, weak, and in pain at work. I know she's hoping this will punish me, but what she's done and what she's said only make me more sure that going no contact with them and pressing charges is the right thing to do. If your parents treated you like this and also went and used your social security number and identity to buy things and get loans and whatnot, do you think pressing charges and going no contact is the absolute right thing to do? Let me know what you guys think in the comments down below. Our next story is by Fresh Bread. My entitled mother made my engagement about herself less than three hours after I got home. I'm male 24, my partner of four years, male 29, proposed to me this weekend, on Friday, which was our four year anniversary. It couldn't have been more sweet and personal. My partner had gone behind my back and commissioned an artist I know to draw something special for the occasion. Me and my partner both play Magic the Gathering, so Friday evening after work, we were gearing up to play at our local game store. My phone buzzes, it's a message from my partner, just says image. I go to my phone and I open it. It was personal and cute and it left my head spinning trying to make sense of it. It was artwork of, well, an OC of mine that's very personal to me, getting proposed to. I look over at my partner, he's smiling like an idiot and gets down on one knee. I'm rambling, wait, 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 wait. And he's just laughing with tears in his eyes. He says, OP, will you marry me? I must have paused too long in shock or something because after what felt like only a moment of nervous laughter and holding back tears, he said, well, of course I said yes. I was just totally 100% not expecting this. We talked about it several times over the past year or so. Fast forward, it's evening around 12.30 a.m., I made the difficult decision to call my mother and tell her. I knew she'd be happy for me and kill me if I didn't tell her that evening, but I texted her first to make sure she was awake and she said yes. I also knew there was a chance she'd start crying on the phone, as she does with any inking of tears of joy, because she cried at my college graduation and she cried at my high school graduation. Part of me also dreaded the flurry of questions I was anticipating, so before we get there, a touch of background. I've been dying to move out of my mother's house for years now. I graduated college in December of 2019. COVID happened, my mom stopped working as much as a substitute teacher, and I had to step up and contribute to the cause, as she put it, and help her financially, so I couldn't move out. I was also paid peanuts at my first job out of college. Fast forward, every time the topic of me possibly moving out comes up, she cries because she doesn't like change doesn't want her baby to leave her, while simultaneously saying she doesn't mind and loves me and is happy for me. I can't breathe a word about moving without waterworks, but it's more than an empty nest, it's guilt trips. I'm paraphrasing, but what comes out of her mouth lately has been something akin to, if you move out, I won't be able to afford to live in the house anymore, I'll have to get rid of the cat, my 21 year old cat, and the dog. I might end up homeless or have to move into a housing authority. Our nine-year-old sweet but pain-in-the-butt dog that is, if I'm being honest, mostly hers because of how his attachments are. I've told her she's guilt-tripping me before. She said, I'm not trying to make you feel guilty, I just need you to know the facts. I'm essentially her free therapist, her emotional support animal, etc. 
because she's divorced, about to turn 62, and doesn't have any friends except one of her three sisters. Alright, back to now. I called her and told her the news. She said she was happy for me, that she loves my partner, that she's getting a second son, etc. Okay, good so far, I thought to myself. But nope, she said, I guess that means you'll be moving out. I nip it in the bud right there. I'm not doing it that night. I refuse. I said, can we not talk about that stuff right now, please? She backed off. I know exactly where that conversation would go. She wants my partner to move in with me and her. She said it before. She tries to spin it as, you'll be able to save more if you don't pay rent, yet somehow doesn't consider the 800 plus, at this point with other bills she asks for help with, throughout the month it's over a thousand, I end up giving her every month to help the cause rent. Fast forward again, I spend the weekend with my partner. We'd planned to do so. He and his family moved to my state a couple of years ago, and he's in a similar situation, stuck with a narcissistic parent. He hasn't been able to save money to move out himself either because of her sporadic working capabilities and depends on him for support. Not to mention, she saddled him with 10,000 in credit card debt that she had to do to keep the family afloat. We enjoy the weekend, we go to an aquarium, I leave for home Sunday, today. Picked up dinner on the way back, something my mom really likes. I get home, I'm expecting a flurry of questions and drama, nothing. She didn't even mention it. Not one word. Only in, I'm happy for you. Weird, but better than what I was expecting. After dinner, and I'm getting ready for bed, she does start asking questions. How he proposed, where he did it, etc. I said how he proposed in the game store we were at, and she said, romantic, half-jokingly, which I kind of resent even though it was in jest. Then we get to it. So when are you going to move out? I try to play it off. My partner had said hopefully within the next few months, but if I said that, it wouldn't have just contributed. I'm in damage control mode, trying to deflect and change the subject. Nope. I end up explaining that we're hoping to move out sometime soonish so we could live together and save up for the wedding and a house down payment together. She said, well, you could save more if you both lived here and didn't pay rent. Problem, I want to move out to get away from her. I love her, but the constant, unending guilt trips are driving me to insanity. Additional problem, my partner said that he would, begrudgingly, if I asked him to, but I refuse to do that, because doing so means that he would have to give up seeing some of his friends during the week because we live in different towns. He'd also add about an hour to his commute and put a crap ton of miles on his car. I've explained the work thing to my mom and she said, can't you find another job closer in the past? I've never told him she said that, and if I called her on it, she'd conveniently not remember. But this time, I told her about how he wouldn't be able to see his friends, and that it's not really fair to him. I'm still in damage control, and it devolves further anyway. I'm freaking rubbing her back with a back massager, and she says, I'm sorry, but becoming homeless is kind of a big deal for me. I've had it. I look at the clock and see it's 10.30. I got home a little after 8. She did not last three darn hours before she made it about herself. She wouldn't become homeless. Me being gone would save her some money too. I suppose I'm writing this as a catharsis to get it out of my system. I just an hour ago was sobbing to myself about how she couldn't give me the whole weekend. What was supposed to be one of the best of my life. She had to make it about herself. She couldn't just let me be happy. 
She couldn't even last three darn hours. She couldn't even last a dang 10-minute phone call on Friday night. If I'd let her continue, the same conversation would have happened over the phone. She knows full well what talking like that does to me and how it makes me feel. Like I'm a little kid again and I just broke something I shouldn't or whatever. I'm 24 years old. Why do narcissistic parents just have this hold over their kids into adulthood and make them feel guilty for breathing in a way that's inconvenient for them? Her circumstances aren't great, but she uses her circumstances to justify her actions. She's sick, she has lupus, rheumatoid arthritis, is divorced, hurts all the time and doesn't work as much because she hurts. She says she can't work, but she's not helpless. She specifically says, I'm not helpless. I just need help sometimes. The above paragraph is a summary because I've droned on long enough. I'm tired of constantly bending, telling her she's one, that I won't ever move out. She's had some real doozies of guilt trips to the max to make me promise to never move out. But with my engagement, I have a more newfound strength. I didn't bend this time like I always do. I didn't stand up to her, but I also didn't engage. I just hope it holds, because she's going to lose this fight. I can't bend anymore, or I'll drag my partner to live somewhere he doesn't want to live, and somewhere I don't want to live either. Definitely all the power and strength to OP to deal with this situation. This might just be one of those really, really stuck on band-aid moments where you just gotta rip it off. At some point it's like, you gotta realize, you either just let them have that stranglehold on your life for your entire life, or you rip that band-aid off and finally get that separation you desperately need. That said, if you've been enjoying these stories, make sure to hit those like and subscribe buttons down below so you never miss my daily uploads. They're chocked full of some good stories like this next one from Who Moved My Salmon. My mother has ruined every birthday I've had since I was 10 years old and wonders why I don't invite friends over. Okay, so I'm going to mention the two worst occurrences of my mother ruining my birthday, my 10th birthday, and my 15th. 10th. We were going to these gardens to walk around and I was incredibly excited to go. It ended up raining and I got really upset that I couldn't go. None of my family tried to make me feel better and when we came up with an alternate plan, my mother spent the whole day sulking about the fact that I got upset. By sulking, I mean she didn't talk to me for the whole day, didn't participate in anything we did, and decided to have a shout at my whole family before going to bed at 5pm. To reiterate, my grown adult mother decided to ignore her 10-year-old daughter on her birthday because she didn't feel like trying to make the best out of the plans changing. 15th, I've had quite a few friends who are part of the LGBT community and use they-them pronouns. Before they came over on my birthday, I tried to explain to my mother this and she didn't really understand. So I explicitly asked her to not to mention it because she doesn't really understand their situations. When my friends arrived and we sat down to eat, my mother came up to my friends and gave her entire opinion on their sexualities even after I asked her to leave it a few hours before. She didn't give them any chance to help her learn more and instead said that none of anything they say matters and it means nothing to her. The entire time I look physically upset and after I finish my food, I go up to my room. My mother comes up and shouts at me in front of my friends, calling me an attention seeker for being upset because I'm in my room crying. I try to explain that it's due to how uncomfortable and embarrassed I felt because of her, but she says she didn't do anything wrong and I'm just trying to get attention. One of the friends speaks for me and gives my mother an out to the situation so we can end it. 
Your generation might not understand and that's fine. She gets extremely offended and says that this was incredibly disrespectful to her, even though she's used that excuse multiple times in other situations. After that, my friends look after me and 10 minutes later, my mother asks to see me and decides to cry at me with my friends one door away. She cries and shouts that I should have been on her side and defended her. Since this, she's never apologized for anything that happened and believes she's in the right. I think the most frustrating thing here is not that, like, the mom doesn't understand, it's that they don't want to take the time to learn and understand that perspective. At least I feel like that's probably the truth. I definitely feel bad for OP because nobody wants to, like, go to a birthday party, have their friends there, and have their mom just totally embarrass them like this in really a disrespectful manner, and then, like, every chance to, like, have an out or just pull back on that kind of stuff, they just keep sinking you deeper and further. Our next story is by Deathbin. My mom locked me out of my Steam account because I'm addicted to video games. First of all, I play maybe 5 hours a week tops. She blames basically everything on me on playing those games when I rarely even have the time to play them in the first place. She already locked me out of my Nintendo account a few years ago, but my PC games are more important. I'm seriously depressed, and frankly those games are the only thing that keep me sane and give me the smallest amount of joy in my life, other than my pet which she's also threatened to get rid of. I know it sounds childish, but they mean the world to me, and I just don't know what to do anymore. Kinda just needed to vent this because I'm having a mental breakdown. To me, this sounds really particularly messed up. This goes beyond, like, punishing behavior. It seems to me like they're going out of their way to try and find any possible way to take away something OP loves to make them miserable, really. Like, who threatens to get rid of their pet? Honestly, if you have a family pet or a pet that belongs to one of your kids and you make a threat like that, I think by default you're automatically a terrible person. This next story is by Lunar Z Clips, entitled Dan Questions If It's Really My Birthday. This is a story my mom's told me quite often about my aunt, aka her sister-in-law, who is quite frankly just as entitled as my other aunt. For context, my younger sister and I were both adopted from China and there's not that much information on us before that, aside from what adoption agency told my mom. So therefore, some information is hypothesized. As always, we'll be using Pokemon character names for everyone for privacy, and to keep things lighthearted. The cast, Cynthia, my mom, Dawn, me, Opal, grandmother, Trip, uncle, Georgia, entitled parents, slash aunt, slash Trip's wife, Lana, Chloe, and Bonnie, cousins, slash possible entitled kids. So at the time, I was about 7 or 8. My mom had decided to throw a party for that birthday at the American Girl Store. Grandma Opal, Uncle Trip, Aunt Georgia, and my cousins were all invited. From what I remember, it was a good time. Myself, Lana, Chloe, and Bonnie all brought our dolls, and we were supposedly just talking. Later, my aunt said this, Cynthia, are you really sure it's Dawn's birthday today? Understandably, my mom looked pretty puzzled. The documents say I was found on the 23rd of July, and my birthday is the 21st, at two days old, so the logic added up. In the end, mom told me that Aunt Georgia kept trying to make her daughters the center of attention throughout the evening, and we ended up just not inviting them to any events like that again. Yeah, just the fact that the aunt went and asked that, you can tell there's a lot of, like, reserved judgment going on there. Like, let's say, in reality, maybe it wasn't OP's true birthday. What does it matter if it's 100% correct or not? Like, what leads her to asking that kind of a question? 
who needs a person like this around who makes it their own personal goal to be some kind of like legitimacy checker over somebody's adopted background? Our next story is by DeepBad6675, entitled Mother Laughs at Her Son Flipping Someone Off. So to start off with a backstory, I attend a Taekwondo studio three times a week. There's multiple classes, one for smaller kids around 5 to 8, one for older kids, which follows the standard belt progression, and one for black belts, which I attend. I volunteer to help with the class for smaller kids, and this one day, this kid comes in the door who's very new to the program. He was around 6 or 7, but probably 6. I like to think the room became a little more wary when people saw Entitled Mother walk in with Spoiled Brat. Anyway, so everyone working, including my instructor who's a third degree black belt, if you know Taekwondo you'll know not to mess with him, immediately knew from talking to this kid at first that he was a real brat, hence his name Spoiled Brat, he would be super impolite, he would whine about the smallest things, and he was just overall really rude to everyone. Now let's get to the actual story. So we were learning a new drill and the kid was barely trying. So instructor went over to him to try to nicely correct his behavior. I think you know where this is going. The kid was rolling his eyes and as soon as instructor turned his back to observe the others doing the drill, the kid took both his hands and shot him not one, but two birds. My instructor has the eye of an eagle and saw him do this. So he turned around and corrected his behavior, but not yelling. And you know what? His mom, entitled mother, was laughing. What? So after class, the kid was still there. An instructor took like 10 minutes giving a lecture about being respectful, especially to adults. Afterwards, spoiled brat and entitled mother were asked not to come back. We could all see as they walked out his mom consoling him, telling him that what he did wasn't bad, and that instructor was crazy. We never saw spoiled brat again. Kind of a boring story, but it was still kind of crazy for my boring life. Frankly, it's kind of a shame that this kid couldn't stick in a program like this, where an instructor takes no crap and kind of tries to instill some level of morals into a kid like that, but with a parent like that, it probably wasn't going to stick anyways. This next story is by Dottie. Entitled mother won't let her daughter practice her singing. For context, I live in a country that really likes singing on the karaoke. Almost every household has one. And here, the public are kind of okay with other people blasting the karaoke so loud, it could be heard from two streets away. We don't have one as a family though. We're kind of okay singers, but we're not okay with subjecting other people to loud, mediocre singing. My grandmother and I live just beside a household that turns on their karaoke full blast almost every day. Probably out of boredom. That household is chaotic to the core. An abusive father, often drunk, who, as rumors say, does not give the mother money. The mother, entitled mother, with a mouth that tends to shout even in a normal conversation, has no job and sells whatever she can sell. Her business ventures don't normally last long because of debts. The oldest daughter, late 20s, who already has three kids, ages 5, 3, and 1, I think, and lives with them despite how small their house is. I can imagine they share bedrooms in the house. A middle son, early 20s, does odd jobs, but never seems to have anything permanent, and the youngest daughter, teenage, goes to school, not very bright and with horrible manners, which actually describes a lot of them to be honest. What makes them chaotic is the fact that every now and then they get into a fight with each other in the middle of the night, sometimes midday, about very little things for the entire neighborhood to hear. 
Worst is, the mother's mother, a mentally unstable busybody, often gets herself involved and then wails and screams about wanting to die. First time I heard it, I shot my grandma an alarmed look, but she didn't even seem slightly perturbed and tells me it happens very often and people in the neighborhood of earshot are quite used to the phenomena. These would escalate into screaming matches with all the lovely family members joining in, complete with the sound of smashing liquor bottles and a mentally underdeveloped and socially inept brother of the mother egging them all on. This marvelous spectacle would often end with a local peace official getting involved to mitigate, but failing miserably to calm them all down. It would take the only sane member of this rather interesting family, the eldest brother of Entitled Mother, to get them to stop this squabble and just mind their own businesses. I want to tell a really short story that happened today that inspired this post. The youngest daughter is a budding singer, she can sing, goes to competitions, might do well if trained by professionals, and while it seems that she got the talent from Entitled Mother, you can tell that Entitled Mother's singing has peaked a long time ago and now sings offbeat with a voice so shrill it can sometimes sound like a hurricane siren. Around lunchtime, they turn the karaoke on, and Entitled Mother starts pouring her heart, vocal cords, out. I've gotten used to this and learned how to block out all that singing, except this time, youngest daughter yells at her mom that she's practicing a piece, probably to get her turn in the machine, or to get her mom to stop singing, or both. I then hear Entitled Mother respond with a throaty cackle, then proceeds to sing even louder. Youngest daughter, probably used to this behavior, just sings at the top of her lungs over that already loud, abysmal singing courtesy of Entitled Mother. I once asked my mother, who lives in another city, why my grandmother chose to live here, to which she answered, she thought people there were nice. I don't want to ask my grandmother if she regrets the decision because when I expressed my desire to get myself a home, she assumed I was taking her with me. I got my answer. Well, if you're accidentally going to sleep in, you don't have to worry about setting an alarm. You just got entitled mother, the glorified hurricane siren, ready to fire off at a moment's notice. Our next story is by MinecraftGamer0123. My mom threatens to get rid of my dog because of her dog. Okay, so a little context. I'm 13 and have a small Shih Tzu poodle mix I call Lexi. She's 9 pounds, 5 years old. My mom has her own dog which is an English bulldog I'll call Hannah. She's 60 or more pounds and 1 year old. Lexi and Hannah get into fights a lot, and Hannah will trample Lexi when she tries to play with her own toys. I'm also pretty much forced to take care of this dog like it's mine. This is my mom's dog. I feed it, I walk it, I'm forced to play with it, and my mom barely does any of this. Back to the walk and play part. This dog plays hard and is probably 60 pounds, which makes it worse. The dog's playing consists of biting, trampling people, and scratching at people. Walking? I've been woken up at 12am on a school night to walk this dog before, and the dog will attack me. She'll jump, bite, growl, and everything else. My mom won't believe me even after deep scratches, scars, and bite marks all over my arms. It got to the point I had to defend myself by hitting the dog with a big stick. And that got my mom livid, even though I'm bleeding all over the place. She said, why did you hit my dog? I said, it's attacking me. What do you want me to do? She says, talk to it. Oh, just put ice on your broken arm. It'll be fine. I say, some things don't work like that. She says, if this happens again, I'll sell your dog. I say, if this happens again, I'll let your dog run away. And that's pretty much it. 
I'm not sure if this belongs here, but it's a parent acting like a Karen, so yeah. Like I said earlier, anybody that threatens to get rid of your family pet like that, I think automatically terrible person. And also, this isn't the mom not believing the scratches and scars were from the dog, it's from them willfully trying to ignore that the dog's doing that and trying to pass it off as not believing. And our final story of the days by Broadmost8758, Entitled Dad Tries to Get Me Arrested. So I, 16, NB, was hanging out at the park with my girlfriend at the time, we'll call her Alice. Because we were a couple, we'd obviously hold hands and kiss, sometimes on the cheek and sometimes on the lips. There were a good few people there, mostly families and their kids. Because this is London and there were COVID restrictions, Alice and I were keeping a good distance between others to prevent any type of unnecessary contact. There was this dad, late 30s, and his daughter, 8, sitting in the sandbox a few feet away from us. We tried to pay them no mind as we were wrapped up into each other at the moment. Then I kissed my girlfriend on the lips. After a few moments, someone approaches me from behind saying, Excuse me, miss. Misgendering aside, I turn and face whomever it was, only to find out it was the entitled dad from earlier. He starts to go off saying, Could you not kiss your girlfriend in public? There's happy families and children here that don't need to see that. My girlfriend butts in from behind with a really pissed off expression. See what exactly? The entitled dad who we'll call Kyle gets red in the face and says, Your public indecency? Trying to calm the situation, I say, We're not being publicly indecent. We're just spending time at the park. He gets even more annoyed with my defense and bunches his fist. I don't want you queers teaching our youth how to be nonces. Hurt and offended, I hold back tears. Kyle says, I'll have you arrested for this. Two women shouldn't be kissing and holding hands. It's disgusting and inappropriate. His poor daughter sitting there confused. I felt really bad for her. Not because of how mean her dad is, but the fact that she could have been having a good day and now has to deal with her dad starting drama. She looks like she's about to cry as well. I'm snapped back to reality when he pulls out his phone, threatening to call the police. He's calling them and explaining the situation, but making himself seem like the victim to our homosexual display of affection. Once the police arrive, I'm already in tears. The police ask me for my side of the story. I tell him about my side of the story. He asks how old I am. Once he finds out, he just drives my girlfriend and I to my house because I'm too upset to do anything. Obviously, a guy like this sucks. I will say, you know, there's a lot of people that feel very strongly about PDA. This guy clearly had a certain kind of agenda involved here, though. If I read that right and I understand that right, at least the police officer was kind enough to drive them home, right? At least they seem reasonable. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. So of all these stories I've read today, which is your favorite and why? Let me know in the comments down below. And if you haven't yet, if you could like and subscribe, that would mean a lot to me. Whatever you do, whether it's liking, subscribing, turning notifications on, all of it helps grow this channel and I appreciate the heck out of it. So until next time, I'll see you all tomorrow with some more stories. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.